Hey everyone, welcome back into Antioch Tulsa's Relational Value. Uh, we are glad you're here with us today. We are getting into humble responsibility. This one is intense, kind of like circus fires. Um, but I got my good friend uh, Marissa. Marissa and Daniel moved here with us in uh, June uh, to be a part of Build Not Antioch Tulsa. So Marissa, welcome. Hello, thank you. We've just decided how cool we feel. Very cool. Being in a studio. Shout out to our uh, awesome director, Jordan. He will not probably say anything because he can't, but uh, <laughs> I don't think he's mic'd up. Uh, but hey, we are so glad uh, you're here with us today. Get into humble responsibility. Uh, this is a big one in the, it is not culturally, um, it's not built into us in our society. And so I feel excited about this one. But here's the definition, humble responsibility. It is we take responsibility for our words, actions, and attitudes in relationship. And so, Marissa, welcome. I would love to hear how uh, humble responsibility has kind of been shaping you in the last six months as we have uh, jumped into this thing that is Antioch Tulsa. Yeah, I think one of the biggest pieces that has stood out as we've kind of been deep diving this is just the revelation that, like, what am I really responsible for? And being responsible for myself only and giving the true responsibility to God for the things he's responsible for, mainly people, (laughs) other people than myself, (laughs) means that... I get to now enjoy people in a much freer way. Um, I'm not trying to control people. I'm really just in charge of how am I connecting to God and how am I responsible for how I'm loving people rather than how do I change people? That's out of the picture now. So basically this will change your life if you do it. For sure. (laughs) Me and uh, Matt and I were were joking. I mean, we've, as a team, talked a lot about traffic. (laughs) Uh, but being responsible for your own attitudes uh, when driving next to someone that is driving, in your opinion, less than the standard they should be is a great indicator on if you're responsible for them or for you. Basically, we could change the kingdom of God through traffic. I think it's true. I think it's possible. Uh, obviously. Um, well, yeah, humble responsibility. So uh, as we're looking at all these, obviously, they, they filter through Jesus and... Um, what we're discovering as we're putting these relational values in, into practice is that because everything starts and is centered around the person of God or the headship of Jesus, it then creates these environments in the body or in our relationships where we can host the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to hear before we kind of get into your own experiences, how have you seen this in Jesus, where he's been responsible for his words, actions, and attitudes, and maybe not of everyone else's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that's really important in humble responsibility is knowing your identity. Like that feels like a really big piece of this is that like, who am I? How am I connecting to God? Who does he say I am? Who does he say he is? Um, Those feel like really big, important pieces of it. So I think one place I see Jesus operating in this really clearly is uh, right after he's baptized and the spirit leads him out into the wilderness. And it's this very clear process of 
kind of his identity being challenged in some ways, but him continuing to be rooted in like, I'm a son of God. Yes. That's who I am. And that is what dictates my life. Um, so I think we, I see his ability to be, remain in that. And it seems like it comes from that experience really deeply. And, and then we see him continue to live that out over the course of his life, obviously. But in the desert in particular, um, circumstances weren't necessarily great either. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's accurate. Because <laughs> I wonder how many times we question who we are uh, when circumstances are maybe uh, less than ideal. Yeah. Such as a bad day at work. <laughs> True. Oh, God must not be who he says he is, and I must not be who he says he is. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, how else have you kind of seen this in the life of Jesus as he's played out his identity? Yeah, I think another clear moment is just that wrestle we see him deal with God in in the Garden of Gethsemane, like really coming to this place of, I think, just his place of saying like, man, what, what am I trying to say? He is revealing that his choice is one of going to the cross, mm. not out of like compulsion or demand, but I think we really see him reveal that he knows what he's going to do out of the sake of being connected to the father and then ultimately having true connection with us. So I think that just shows this really beautiful picture of like, Jesus is not a victim to anything. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's choosing and mm -hmm. what he's owning really. Yeah. Even to the point of death. Yeah. And it puts in the context, a consistent attack on Jesus to try and uh, expose him mm -hmm. where there was never a moment where he frustrate or frustratingly responded like flippantly. He always chose to be responsible for his own words, actions, and even his internal attitude where he didn't allow the frustration of people trying to contort him into something to define the relationship. But he chose to bring himself and relate to those people in humble responsibility as opposed to maybe letting them know what he thought of them, mm -hmm. which we've never done. <laughs> never. Not even once. <laughs> uh, well, how, how would you say this has uh, um, played out in your life in the last six months, maybe in some of your relationships? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and even like going back even further in my life, I think I, in growing up especially, really that like picture of treating relationships like I'm a victim was very present in my life. Like mm -hmm. everyone else is responsible for my feelings. Everyone else is responsible for what I'm saying, even in conflict or arguments. It's like, if I'm reacting a certain way, it's, well, it's because you did something to make me mm -hmm. do that yeah. rather than taking ownership of regardless of how I'm being treated by someone, what am I choosing to bring back mm -hmm. to the table in relationship. So I think, um, as I've grown in God, this has been an area that he's kind of pinpointed over and over again. And really, again, from that place of discovering who God is and that he's really responsible for people. <laughs> and even like he's responsible for like other people will have a face to face with God mm -hmm. on their sin or their, um, their attitudes, their, um, interactions with people, but I'm responsible only for me and what I'm interacting. Like I bring myself 
before God in those things. So I think especially in conflict, this has shown up a lot Hmm. of um, just seeing the places where I'm, I'm once again having to choose to step back into relationship. Because I think when there's a wrestle in humble responsibility, it's easy in conflict to pull away, to build a brick wall of disconnection or just kind of in apathy, just kind of coast. And I, yeah. And I think I've felt challenged by God where he's kind of pulling me back in the game of relationship over and over again. And really that process of like repenting from especially apathy or Mm -hmm. fear of rejection, those kinds of things tend to um, disconnect me, but choosing to believe God for um what he has for a relationship mm-hmm. is a big deal so like that uh, that ability to like become self-aware pull back with god be like what's going on in me and then choose once again like nope this is what i'm bringing to the table in relationship and um and and then owning well oh, man i disconnected i've got to like own yeah. that part of it as i bring my whole self again or even when someone has consistently chosen a behavior that in some way violates you Mm -hmm. instead of just being hurt over and over and again and coping Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say something yeah because 98 percent of the time they're probably not wanting to hurt you exactly but we just allow it Mm -hmm. and in some ways take on that kind of ideal of a victim because in some ways it's comfortable Mm -hmm. it's like well this is just how this relationship will be and i'll just be fine Mm mm-hmm and then eventually you implode on the inside, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is not good. Um, no, that's that's totally right. I think mm-hmm. that idea of um, in our relationships choosing to be um, just okay with fine or it's just what it is would be maybe some of the languages that I've adopted in relationships, mm-hmm. which ultimately if you ask, okay, well, Why? It goes back to, I don't really trust God, and I don't actually believe that God's ways are best, in the sense of, like, that violated relationships are just a standard. Yeah. And you imagine, like, what if Jesus had modeled that? Mm. Like, ah, it's just fine. The Pharisees are just what they are, and I just kind of try and ignore them. Mm. Like, (laughs) what? Like, if Jesus had walked around... With, uh, uh, you know, constantly getting approached by cultural sinners and just being like, oh, this is so exhausting. I just always am dealing with hurting people. Like if he had carried himself that way. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to been responsible. Hmm. Be a very different gospel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it'd be that powerful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, uh, looking, I guess, more specifically into our culture. if we, I guess, in our little community at Antioch Tulsa, in our pockets of, of, you know, people at work, your coworkers, you know, all of us are in these little spheres of, you know, 10 to 20 people. What would shift in these pockets if collectively we all chose humble responsibility? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, gosh, I think it would change so much because we would truly bring our full selves to the table. Mm -hmm. I think, um, 
and be able to have some of those hard conversations. I think, again, like I think so often, especially in a work setting, tend to encounter like someone gets hurt by something and just starts to usually gossip or complaining is most of our work cultures totally (laughs) instead of um like an attitude of well i'm here and i'm gonna bring my full self you know i think especially the attitude like Mm -hmm. looking into how we engage with what's before us like is it an attitude of like uh, this stinks. I'm barely showing up here. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's against me. This is, I, I'm doing everything. Nobody's helping. Like that t- tends to be a lot of our attitudes yeah. about things. And so, I think if <clears throat> everyone was operating in humble responsibility, you'd see the beauty of a lot of that getting worked out and going back to. Or, well, God, what do you say about my work? What do you say about mm-hmm. this person in front of me? What do you say about what I'm here to do? And it yeah. would mean a huge change. Yeah. In... It would almost be enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> Dare I say <laughs> enjoyable? Well, I, I think on the other side of like kind of the, the victim piece, you know, when you're on the other side of that, if you're taking your responsibility for yourself, then everyone around you is just like a bonus yeah like it, it's it's like well i'm just responsible for me like oh and you're here this is awesome mm-hmm. like it's 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 like you know we were talking earlier it's almost like every person is the goodness of god in a mm. gift form that i get yeah because i'm not like a victim to circumstances mm-hmm. yeah you know and and even as we think about these communities, it's like, wow, what would it look like if I perceived these 19 other people as gifts, gifts, or these are the objects of the goodness of God put in my life? Mm-hmm. Well, that object or that person, I wouldn't call people objects, but that person was kind of hurtful. It was just an opportunity to practice relationship and connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like... It'd be kind of sterile if there was no tension. Yeah. yeah. Like, would we grow? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know that I have a very good answer for that. But um, so, as you put this into practice, like, what has been your experience, at least, with our little posse at Antioch Tulsa as you practice humble responsibility? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, what have you gotten from it? Oh man. Um. Well, I think kind of what you were just touching on is this element of when God really gets to be responsible for people and Mm -hmm. I'm just responsible for me and what I'm bringing to the table, then people become a gift. And so I think that has been very clear over the last six months, especially like, man, I'm just here to enjoy people Mm -hmm. and or people become like I'm engaging in relationship with the goal of connection enjoying Mm -hmm. them um discovering who they are and their gifts and what they're bringing to the table rather than being really focused on well how am I hurt How, how am I um not being seen or noticed or I think those are some of those elements like um, 
I have to be responsible in me just being responsible for like, Oh, if I'm feeling missed, then I just get to share about that. Mm -hmm. And then in the process we grow in connection rather than dis like relationship doesn't feel as scary. Totally. And even when you bring yourself and someone chooses to respond in a way that continues to be hurtful, it's not on me (laughs) to like figure it out. Yeah. I, I risked, I was vulnerable. Yeah. And God's still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it brings the lightness to relationship that totally. God, that God intends for us to have with Him too. We've talked about that a lot. Like, yeah, and there, this is a whole other conversation. But the idea of the pain caused in relationship being light. Yeah. In the sense of like it's just what it is, as opposed to it's the thing that defines everything. Yeah. <laughs> like. Pain does not have that permission mm. like Jesus does. Yeah. And that is a challenging, vulnerable conversation when you're in the midst of real betrayal, hurt, um, disappointment, mm-hmm. even your own shame. Yeah. Of like, oh, I did something and so I'm going to withdraw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Anyways, that's a whole other conversation. I, I think as you describe it, like people is the gift. I've even perceived... You know, here at Antioch Tulsa, we've got this life group. and You know, on any given night, 30 people will show up. And in the past, in church, you would almost perceive numbers as like, oh, these are the trajectory of growth. Mm-hmm. Is God here? As if 30 or 20 or 10 people define that. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. He's responsible for himself, <laughs> yeah. not me. Yeah. But it's also shifted, I think, my perception of people where, I'm not needing things from people. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, they're gifts. Yeah. That I have gotten the opportunity to interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on an earlier episode, Robin was talking about, like, uh, uh, which one was it? Submitting communication, like at the diamond. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see their perspective or their what they're bringing. And it's like in our life group, when people show up and choose to start doing a relationship inside of our community... It's like a gift that we all get a new aspect of that diamond, mm. like a more full, you know, perspective perspective of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all rooted in humble responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when I'm responsible for them, it's yeah. kind of up to me. Yeah, yeah. And man, I'm so thankful Jesus was humbly responsible <laughs> for Himself. I mean, even in John six, I just, you know, like when He. He gives his disciples permission to walk away. Mm, He's like, you don't have to be here. Like, ultimately knowing that it's not up to him. Mm -hmm. Like it was because he was yielded to the Father. Mm -hmm. Just crazy to me. Anywho, humble responsibility. Um, So as we're sitting here and kind of like, okay, someone's listening to this and, hey, how do I practice humble responsibility? What's the starting line, so Mm -hmm. to speak? Or what is a starting line Mm -hmm. for discovering this value? Mm -hmm. What would you invite them to do this week? Yeah, I think um, one thing that's super important with humble responsibility is just that place of getting clear on your identity in God and what he says about you and what he says about himself. Mm-hmm. I think those that's a super important um, place to start, and that can look like just simply asking him, who do you say you are today, God? What is yours and what's mine? Mm. And going from there, I think that is um, part of how he wants to lead us Mm. in this. Um, 
and and then trusting him like if he's saying hey i'm the provider then he really gets to be the provider Ooh. you know <laughs> which is it it'll it'll rile us up inside a little bit but i think that's the a really good place to start that's awesome so in the practice of humble responsibility <clears throat> let the starting point be asking jesus this week almost on the daily if you would Hey, who am I and who are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And letting his word be the answer. Yeah. And not what you feel, what's around you, the perception of culture that says you should be this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. You're 28, you should be this. You're 36, you should be this. Yeah. No, it's what he says goes. Yeah. Oof. Uh, right on. Well, there you have it. Humble responsibility. Take responsibility for our own words, actions and attitudes and relationship. Marissa, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for letting me be here. Yeah. Thank you all so much for uh, tuning in, and uh, we will see you on the next episode. Bye.